That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Previously on Finding Brittany Drexel. He was in third period class at Lincoln High School the day that this jailhouse rat says he was in this trap house. They know he was in school and they moved on from him. Tim Taylor's publicly accused in the Brittany Drexel disappearance. He's dragged into court by the feds and thrown into jail. So you were scared that people would harm you or your kids? Yeah, I, we got plenty of uh, bad messages. Like what? Death threats. Um, threats of people wanting to take it into their own justice. But the person who's really responsible for snatching Brittany, that's not Timothy Taylor. Somewhere around 2018, 2019, the FBI comes in and says, look, we have started um, all over from scratch. I have gotten everything from, um, from Myrtle Beach and we are going through every one of these leads. Leads that take the feds back to square one. We're following breaking news out of Georgetown County right now. You do have the right to remain silent. It involves a man named as a person of interest in the Brittany Drexel case. Anything you say can will be used against you in a court of law. Brittany was 17, a junior at Gates Chilai, when she left without her mom's permission for spring break in Myrtle Beach. Never in my wildest dreams ever thought my child would go missing, but now look where I am. seemed inconceivable that someone could just virtually vanish walking between two hotels on a very busy strip. The people that did this are still in the community. They're bad people. Do you think you could be responsible for Brittany Drexel's disappearance? I think you're responsible for anybody's disappearance. From the studios of WCIV ABC News 4 in Charleston, South Carolina. We'll give you a story that I don't think has really ever come out. I'm Ann Emerson and this is Unsolved South Carolina, case file number two. To me, this is a case of that you will remember for the rest of your life, no matter what. Finding Brittany Drexel. Yeah, I'll take you right where the body is, because I feel like you ain't been there anymore. You never get that body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a fact. For many years, Ray's been the boogeyman. Yesterday, upon the stair, I met a man who wasn't there. He wasn't there again today. The boogeyman. I wish, I wish. It's a warning to the young. But when I came home last night, the man was waiting there for me. Don't stay out past dark. Don't talk to strangers. To parents, do you know where your children are? I want parents to understand what to look out for. And for the loved ones of Brittany Drexel, lasting horror. Marissa's gone through hell since she went missing. She still to this day has not. She's got really bad PTSD from it. Really bad. I am so hyper aware of my surroundings. It's, it's ridiculous. 
So how do you catch the boogeyman? If I feel like you ain't been anywhere, I'll never get that body. It wasn't easy. For the first 10 years of this investigation, there was no real suspect. Local detectives briefly had their eye on a carpenter named Ray Moody, a man with a ghastly criminal history. Do you think he could be responsible for Brittany Drexel's disappearance? I think he be responsible for anybody's disappearance. Investigators felt they had a strong lead with Moody, but hit a dead end after feverish work through the summer of 2011. And we found that out you know, early on after we developed him as a suspect, and we, of course we uh, got a search warrant uh, and I called down a full forensic team as well to uh, conduct a thorough, thorough search of, of uh, that motel room he was in. And did you find anything? No, we did not. For several years, it was as if the case had grown cold. Then, in 2016, the FBI enters the picture, running with a wild story with dead bodies in an alligator pit and a young man named Tim Taylor. But that story came from a jailhouse informant and key details kept changing. Later, it was clear he'd made the whole thing up. But not before the FBI spent nearly four years pursuing it, wrecking Tim Taylor's life in the process. Here's the FBI's assistant special agent in charge, Reed Davis. When I got here, there were kind of four working theories within the investigation. And we try very hard when conducting these types of investigations to not get tunnel vision. Even if one direction seems more, more viable than others, we try very hard to not um, look for confirmation bias of that area. When I say investigative avenues, it's, it's literally anything that's a possibility to include no crime was committed and um, it's a runaway, right? Or that it was, you know, in this instance, this group of people or this group of people or Ray Moody. In late 2019, the FBI, well, they quietly moved on from Taylor as a suspect, although it never said so publicly. No one reached out, no one said they apologized, no one said that they're happy that it's over with. Nothing. By 2020, it was back to the drawing board. A fresh look at old evidence brought back lingering suspicions about Ray Moody, a convicted sex offender who had already spent 20 years behind bars for kidnapping and raping young girls. When you live with a sex offender, Every time something happens, you think about it. Mm -hmm. Where was he at that time? That's Ernie, a romantic partner of Ray's. They met in prison, and Ernie moved to Georgetown to be with him after they were both released. Ernie was interviewed about the Drexel disappearance by law enforcement. This is one of those interviews just days before an arrest was made. I would catch him, him secretly looking yes. at women. Jimmy Richardson, the prosecutor for the Georgetown Myrtle Beach area, says new information was coming in all the time. The lead had been out there since 2011, but it really came together somewhere around 2020 when it was uh, looked at uh, with a fresh set of eyes and a new uh, newfangled computers and all of that, um, and what they were able to take advantage of some of the uh, technology. But the big thing, says Richardson. The big thing was Angel. Uh, coming forth, and I think that really uh, played a big part in it.
Angel Voss was Ray Moody's longtime girlfriend. Law enforcement kept bringing her in to talk. We wanted to kind of go back to the beginning on this thing and just talk to everybody who's been interviewed before. There was a lot that law enforcement knew about Angel and Ray. For example, they'd known about Ray's dark sexual fantasies thanks to Angel. I thought they were all older teenage girls. What did what each other? Well, he told me that he walked in their house in the middle of the day. Mm -hmm. And that he didn't scare him. He saw them home. And uh, he saw them from school and stuff like that. But that was not enough for an arrest. From a prosecutor's standpoint and from police's standpoint, rumors ain't going to get you very far. Um, you know, because we've heard those um, on and off forever. Uh, but you got to have evidence to back it up or um, you get in a lot of trouble. For years, Richardson says Ray Moody was evasive at best when investigators tried to talk to him. The police did try to talk with Moody and Moody told him uh, to pound sand that he wasn't, uh, you, you know it all. Moody said, you know it all, you don't need me. I'm not helping you. you got, he's got a Fifth Amendment right not to incriminate himself. And um, he enjoyed that. And he told them, you know, I'm not helping. If you think you know all the answers, you don't need me. Paranoid at worst. A sled agent who investigated Ray Moody back in 2011 said the man was so leery of law enforcement. When he had to check in, he walked to the sex registry office rather than drive there. Very paranoid. When it was time for him to report to the sex offender uh, uh, lady in Georgetown, he, he would not even come to the office. He would park a half a mile down the road. For the better part of a decade, things went on like this. Then, in a bizarre twist, law enforcement shows up on Ray Moody's doorstep. June 16, 2021, Georgetown County Sheriff's deputies go look for a suspect in an unrelated double homicide case. For some reason, authorities haven't explained, the woman was staying on Ray's property. It's a loose thread we have not been able to tie up. What we do know, arresting this woman on Moody's property was an opportunity for investigators to reopen a line of communication with none other than Angel Vaz. We're trying to piece this thing together because the person who did it that night, um, they made some mistakes. Mistakes that meant these investigators were making progress. And 10 months later, just days after the 13th anniversary of Brittany Drexel's disappearance, it was time to talk to Angel again. So I guess part of this too is because it's you know, such a long time ago, um, I want to find a, a place for you that helps serve as like a memory. So like going back to 2009, like, you know, okay. <laughs> it's a long time, right? <laughs> So what was lining up enough to put the pressure on Angel? Here's Special Agent Davis. How did you get back to Ray Moody so hard and fast when you did? If you had to point to one thing, it would be the, the video enhancements that put that vehicle that he had access to in the area at the exact same time as, as Ms. Drexel's disappearance. And so from then on, it became, okay, how do we build a strategy to, um, you know, to try and get the truth from, from him? In this interview, 
Investigators ask Angel about that car. Angel says it was her brother's car. Well, a Ford Explorer that's caught on video surveillance on Ocean Boulevard the night Brittany disappeared. But that car has never been flagged by the cops before. Is that a car SUV? No, it was an SUV. That's why I said when he said bravado, because I didn't know, you know what kind. But it, it was an SUV. It was black. And then Brittany's phone kept moving, presumably with that car. Another mistake, according to Angel's interrogators. Brittany's phone clearly showed that it went from Ocean Boulevard all the way to Pole Yard Boat Landing. What's the chance of somebody being on Ocean Boulevard at 11th Street South right. at one minute? Mm-hmm. And also being at the North Santee, which everybody in the news knows that's where right. the searching was done. So yeah. who would have been at those two locations? Right. Now investigators had a car, they had a phone, but was it enough to convict? Not yet. But here's the deal. Angel was an easier target. In 2014, she made a terrible decision. In 2014, Angel was at a party and uh, made a statement that all of these people around here are trying to blame Moody for killing Heather Elvis. Heather Elvis is another high-profile case of a missing young girl from the Myrtle Beach area. 20-year-old Elvis disappeared in 2013. He has not killed Heather Elvis. If you were to ask me about Brittany Drexel, I might have to give you another answer. But Moody did not kill Heather Elvis. In fact, on Brittany Drexel, uh, I did all of that. Ray didn't do anything. The girl that the statement was given to uh, freaks out, obviously leaves the party, um, goes to the police, gives them this information. She wires up, agrees to wear a wire at a later date, she goes in and gets the same story again. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So the feds tell her it doesn't look good. Hey, Angel, I'm, I'm kind of a direct guy, okay? That's so fine. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm okay. not going to waste your time. Okay. I've been doing this for 23 years. Mm-hmm. I've been working this case for six years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to ask you a couple of questions. And I'm going to discuss with you a piece of evidence. Okay. All right? And That's I want, fine. Go ahead. I want to tell you beforehand that you've mm-hmm. got to be completely honest okay. with me, okay? Okay. Uh, so you... Your 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 answer. Did you did did you have any involvement in picking up Brittany Drexel? Hell no. Mostly did did not. She was never in a vehicle. I don't know she's in my vehicle. I'm gonna be honest with you, because he had no vehicle. Okay. So you don't know. She was never in a vehicle with you. No, never a vehicle with me. No, period. Okay. No. You're absolutely absolutely positively positive. Okay. Um. Like I said, I want to discuss with you a piece of evidence that uh, we haven't discussed with anybody else. That's fine. All right, and I'm going to go through it kind of slowly. Mm-hmm. All right, so you understand completely how important this uh, 
How about this? Um, during the course of our investigation, we were able to intercept conversations okay. between individuals. And okay. one of these individuals was a person that was responsible for taking Protecting one. Okay. 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 You, you try to put it on saying. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to read to you a couple of quotes. Okay. Right. It's pretty much almost verbatim what was said okay. by one of these people. But the interview comes to an abrupt halt. Thirty seconds. Yeah. That's Angel slamming the door and leaving. That's until she realizes. The feds aren't talking about Ray. They're talking about her. Once she realizes that, she comes back in and they start again. I'm back. Thank you. I'm back. Because <laughs> I know what the conversation is. I, well, he told me. I didn't know. I just thought it was something Ray said or something and I missed. You know, I don't know. But, yeah, I did say what I said and I was talking to Karen, a friend of mine. And I was highly drunk. We've been out all night drinking. And she kept asking me questions about Ray. And everybody that comes accusing Ray. So, yeah. I did say something. I did. You want to tell me about it? Well, no. It's just, it's drunk. I was just wanting everybody to leave him alone. So, I put the blame on me instead of him. Is that true, No. No, the investigators are getting closer to the truth. You've been living with this. You're a person with a conscience, right? Yes. Like I, and I'm not saying what recording is what recording. I'm not acknowledging yeah. any of that type of stuff. But all we're looking for, we we need your help, yeah. right? To piece this thing together. I know. I was not about to. to what my belief is is that it, it, it does depend upon the evidence. Right. And all we're looking to do is find out what you know about what happened that week. I know he, all I can tell you, because I don't know where he was. I don't. He did have my vehicle. I don't know where he was. I don't know where he was. I do know he called me and he sounded upset and all this kind of stuff. He didn't say anything about why he was upset. I don't know. I don't know. Do I think there's a possibility? Of course there's a possibility. I'm not stupid. I do know that. But I don't know anything to say yes, he did. I don't know. He did it night. He had a couple of scratches. Well, he, he's had the scratches. I was trying to remember. Scratches. The investigators want to know about Ray's scratches. Reportedly, Moody was stopped for a traffic ticket the day after Drexel's disappearance. The officer noted in his report that he had scratches all over his face and neck. Moody also had made a midnight visit to his former lover's house, Ernie, where he kept some of his tools. That visit appeared to be within the time frame of Drexel's disappearance. I looked at him and I saw that his face had claw marks all over it. His neck, cheeks, and he had a shaved bald head. His head were just clawed all the way down to here. And I said, what in the hell happened to you? Oh, he said, it was a wild weekend. He said that things had gotten out of control. And I said, well, good luck with that. 
This time, the agents tell Angel she needs to wear a wire and get Raymond to confess to the crime. You know, what do you want me to do? This is what I'm asking. I mean, at the end of the day, we're looking for Brittany, the body, right? So mm-hmm. that's, that, is the gold, that is a golden ticket. When Angel leaves, the FBI is hopeful. Maybe she will finally lead them to Ray. Solicitor Richardson and his colleague Scott Hickson, they were not as optimistic. Ray's got his hand on her the entire time. But when they tell us she's given us a lot of great information, she has agreed to wear a wire, we're sending her home. Um, we, Scott and I both said at that point, she's never come, she's not going to help. This woman has been through a decade or so of torture herself. And that's when the feds had to make a choice. They moved in. And true to form, um, she uh, must have told Ray uh, what was going on, that she was in fact working with the FBI. They light up to leave town. Um, They pack up in the car. The FBI stops them. Um, Ray says, uh, I don't know the actual words, but uh, the FBI agents took it to say, you're never getting this secret. I've got a surprise for you. The FBI agent thought he was going to commit suicide and take the information with him to the grave. The agent said, Ray, you've got it all wrong. We don't have anything on you. We're going after Angel. And that's when the light switch went off. That's when Ray went from being very belligerent to saying, let me talk with my attorneys and I'll get back in touch with you guys. We could not prove anything on Angel for accessory before the fact. We talked about all the accessories. We did have her dead to rights on accessory after the fact. So we pretty much said at that point, here's the thing, flip on Angel, treat her like a defendant. It wasn't a trick. When they talked with Ray, they said, we're going after Angel. Nobody expected him to flip like he did. Ray um, told him, let me talk with my attorney, I'll get up with you to give the devil his due. His attorney called me and said, "Uh, Ray is over here and he wants to give you a statement. That night he was taken in an obstruction of justice charges. Whatever day he was booked in, in Georgetown under obstruction because we weren't going to charge him until we knew he was not BSing us. Under Richardson's direction, the full details stayed under wraps for the time being, but his arrest raised suspicions. And I was in the newsroom when this broke. What have you learned? Well, that's right. And Raymond Moody is charged with obstruction of justice. He is being held on no bond in the Georgetown County Jail. We asked for the police report on Moody's arrest and the sheriff's office wouldn't provide it. We asked sheriff's office if the arrest has anything to do with the Brittany Drexel case and they refused to even tell us if there was a connection one way or the other. The whole statement of fact may have taken 10 minutes um, where he says basically uh, Angel and I were together on Ocean Boulevard. Angel never even had a real story. She never knew. Anyway, when I was going down uh, Ocean Boulevard, we were going along pretty slow driving. I was driving. And uh, 
improved walking speed. And I saw uh, the jerks were working, walking along the sidewalk and uh, smoking pot. <laughs> she noticed that, walked over to the door and said something about that. Smells like good weed. Say, yeah, you want some? Sure. Get in. She hopped right in the back. What a problem. And uh, we smoked the weed. Went down the boulevard and we're just a small talk. Angel's not really saying anything. More smoking the pot. And I said, hey, you want to party a little bit with us? We're going to get some cocaine, you know? She said, sure. Moody says that's when he and Angel take off for Georgetown with Brittany in tow. Investigators knew that Brittany's phone went from a walking speed to driving speed. She abruptly stopped texting her friends and her boyfriend. But the idea that Brittany got into a stranger's car willingly, her father says, no way. Here's Chad Drexel. They don't know, like I don't know. But I can tell you from raising her for 12 years that I can tell you with her strong will, No, knowing what he looked like then, there's no way in hell Brittany would even second look this guy. Even if she was alone. Even if he did say, hey, hey, she's not getting in the car with you. So she was forced or lured. Several investigators I've spoken with agree with Chad. Either way, she was in that car. Moody tells the investigators what happened when they reached their destination. Pole yard boat landing on the Charleston and Georgetown County line. Started driving, just driving around, smoking, talking. And uh, I started right in Georgetown. Went right to a spot where we used to camp out down by the river. And we went down there. And um, I was by myself with her. Because, uh, Angel left for a while to go see her son. This thing got out of hand. And then I panicked and she panicked. And I strangled her. Yesterday, on the stair, I met a man who wasn't there. Coming up on Finding Brittany Drexel. The truth starts to come into focus. I did this. Yeah. You know, because that's the kind of piece of shit that I am. Today we know the truth. Today, my daughter, Brittany, is here with me, with all of us. The race is on now to find Brittany before it's too late. I was a monster. I was a monster then. And I was a monster. And I took Brittany Drexel's life. Unsolved South Carolina Finding Brittany Drexel is a production of WCIV-TV ABC News 4. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us reach more people by giving us a positive rating and leaving a review. For more on the Drexel case, visit abcnews4.com slash Drexel. For show updates and exclusive extras, Follow Unsolved South Carolina on social media at Unsolved SC Pod.
Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.